0: You're listening to the Retirement Solution Podcast with John Hicks. Helping you solve the retirement puzzle. Welcome to the Retirement Solution with John Hicks.
1: Here with John Hicks, I'm Jennifer Perry. And remember, if you have any questions that you'd like us to tackle for you here on the podcast, you can always reach out to us online through our website at RetirementSolutionRadio.com. That's RetirementSolutionRadio.com. And speaking of tackling, I mean, there's plenty of tackling going on right now. I am so thankful that uh, college football is back. Now the NFL is about to start up again. But John, I'm not sure how excited you are after the events
0: over the last uh, couple of weeks. I was in the middle of our NFL draft, so there were about 12 of us together at a good friend's house, and we were doing a live NFL fantasy football draft. Mm. It was just an excuse for all of us to get away from our kids for a while on Saturday <laughs> night. That's all it was. So uh, in the middle of this draft, we had just drafted the first five rounds, and so most people have already picked their quarterbacks. Uh-huh. Well, guess who I picked uh, for my NFL quarterback this year? Please tell
1: me you did not pick Andrew Luck.
0: Andrew Luck. <laughs>
1: How did I know? About an
0: hour too soon, an hour later, we're going through the rest of the draft, and uh, and some people at that point in time are feeling kind of good, and they start checking their phones, and all of a sudden they go, hey. Did you hear the breaking news? I'm like, yeah, whatever. And they said, Andrew Luck just announced his retirement. I'm like, the game is on right here, guys. We're watching the game. It's like, yeah, but he hadn't played any. He didn't even play the first series. And so I'm looking on my roster, and there it is. The only quarterback I've drafted was Andrew Luck, and uh, he just announced his retirement, <laughs> I, including his neck. I don't mind the neck beard being retired from the NFL.
1: Right, yeah. Uh, but yeah, okay, so but-
0: uh, that, that's how my, uh, my Saturday evening kind of ended up. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to be too excited about my team this year.
1: Well, How old is Andrew Luck? He's, what, late 20s now? This
0: was his seventh year. I think he's okay. 29 years old. Yeah. You know, it was interesting because um, I get it. You know, I, I think a lot of people were ticked off. In that game, he was booed off the field mm. in Indianapolis where he played for seven years. Come he on, was Indy. comeback <laughs> player of the year last year. Yeah. Uh, I think he got 11 wins. They did had a great year. Yeah. Um, and then we later found out it was because he was injured. You know, he wasn't feeling good. And uh, he just didn't want to go through that process again. He said it was just mentally just destroying him. Yeah. And the interesting thing about that, Jennifer, think about it. Here's what Jim Irsay said uh, about this. He said, you know, look, I get it. You know, you got to do what you got to do. But he's potentially leaving as much as half a billion dollars on the table. Oh. To hang it up at roughly the ripe age of twenty nine, he could easily play if he could stay healthy. He could easily play for several more years and be productive, and then have more endorsement deals and things like that. Mm-hmm. But he's leaving half a billion dollars on the table. And I was just thinking about retirement and, and things like that. It just kind of hit my head. Other than the fact that he was on my fantasy, he's obviously not on my fantasy football team anymore. <laughs> not
1: anymore, but not anymore.
0: I don't even know if screwed I've Screwed played your fantasy, fantasy football now. team. Yeah, but okay, yeah. yeah. But half a billion dollars. How many people walk away? at the very height of their career knowing they could have left that. right? Um, and if you're injured or you're, you're forced to step away, I get it. But I just thought that was interesting. It made mm-hmm. me kind of think about things a little bit differently this weekend. Yeah,
1: it made me think about it too because especially with these athletes, they already recognize they're going to have a longer retirement than even most of us, John. Sure. And so that's why it's so important to say. But I think there's some lessons we can take away from some of these high paid athletes too. Actually, Mark Lazary, who is a billionaire hedge fund manager, also co-owns the Milwaukee Bucks. And Absolutely. he's working on a program now that will automatically set aside 10% of those athletes' salaries for Mm. retirement. And he talked about this recently on CNBC.
0: At the end of the day, what you're trying to do is you're trying to teach people who haven't had a background in finance what to do with all the money they're getting. I mean, imagine if when you were 18 or 19 years old, all of a sudden you're making millions of dollars. It takes a while to understand what to do.
1: And John, I mean, maybe the dollar amounts aren't the same for the rest of us, but I think probably a lot of us could learn some of those lessons too and wish we'd learned those lessons early on.
0: You know, it happens all the time, Jennifer. I talk to people all the time. They've done an awesome job saving money. I mean, they have. I mean, they saved, you know, several hundred thousand dollars, millions of dollars. And while they're working and putting the money away, they're like, hey, you know, I always ask them, hey, how did you become this fortunate? You know, what'd you do? He's like, we just always put money away, Mm -hmm. always invested it, saved it for another day, spent within our means, did the right things. And we, you know, made some adequate investments over the years. But the funny thing is, I say, well, you've done a good job. Why are you, you know, why are you reaching out to us? You know, why are you seeking advice now? What's going Mm -hmm. on? And here's what they all say. Making the money wasn't that hard. It's what do we do now that we got this big old pile of money? What do we do now to make sure it lasts for the next 20, 30, even 40 years as we're not going to be working anymore? And that's exactly what Mark Lassery is trying to do with the Bucks. He's like, listen, these guys, everyone, no one feels bad for them. You know, they make millions of dollars a year. But what he's trying to do is try to ensure that once they're done playing, because think about it out there, guys, these guys start making money potentially in their late teens Mm -hmm. or very early 20s. And if they have a really good career they may play for seven or eight years in the pros. So that's a pretty good amount of money, but then that means they're retired. Basically like Andrew Luck at the age of 29. So you hope they save some money because if they live to be a normal life expectancy, 83, 85, 88, 90 years old, that money's going to have to last for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so we get this all all the time where someone says, John, I I made money, but now that I know I'm going to have to start pulling at it, I'm doing some numbers and I'm getting concerned. You know, my household income, my, Last couple of years of retirements going to be over a hundred hundred and thirty thousand dollars or whatever it is uh, household income, and when I quit working, I'm not going to have that anymore. So I'm going to have to pull money from these accounts. We don't know how to do that, mm-hmm. and that is probably the biggest thing and, and the the highest value that a quality fee-only fiduciary advisor can really give someone is to ensure that all the money that you've saved, that you have the proper spend down policy, the proper distribution plan for your money. Um, so much to the fact that Vanguard did a study a few years ago. And what they showed was, is the value of having a fee-only advisor when it comes down to pulling the money out, Jennifer, was over one and a half percent a year value to a client. Oh, okay. So I always look at these studies, and. are are we worth it? You know, if you hire an advisor, are they really worth it? Are you getting your money out of it? Yeah. And so what Vanguard came up with was realistically a quality fee only advisor, not one of those commission guys hawking products, but a quality fee only advisor could add as much as 3% a year of value to a portfolio. But one and a half percent is exactly what Mark Lassery is trying to do from the bucks. And what a lot of these other people are talking about, how do I make sure that I don't spend it all before I'm gone? That's the biggest thing. There's no such thing as a dumb question. Well, maybe. Either way, drop us yours at RetirementSolutionRadio.com.
1: But here's some other interesting numbers this weekend for you here, John. Shark Tank star Kevin O'Leary says... By the time you hit age 33, you should have a hundred thousand dollars saved somewhere. Make that your goal. He also says he believes that it's important to be debt free by the age of 45. But my question for you is: Are these numbers realistic?
0: You know, I, I looked at this and I, and I thought to myself, you know, Kevin he's doing a good job. He, he's uh-huh. getting some. He's getting some good advice out there, right? Save early, put money away, and by the time you're 33, you need to have at least a hundred grand. You know, I looked at that and I was thinking about where I was when I was 33. I wasn't anywhere near that. <laughs> I mean, as a new, newlywed, essentially that point in time with a brand new kiddo. Yeah. But when I, when I started thinking about, though, I, I did the math on it. And what basically you would need to do to save 100000 bucks by age 33, you need to basically put $300 a month away every month. So 3600 bucks a year from the time you're 18 to the time you're 33. And you need to get about a 10% rate of return. Hmm. So when I think about that, is it doable? I mean, realistically, yeah, it is. But how many people actually do that? Right. <laughs> Unfortunately, not too many people do it. But I tell you what, it's good advice. Uh, I'm going to take it one step further here in a second. But the one thing he, uh, the other thing he said though, is he said that I think that most people should be debt free by the age of 45. Now that's really hard to do, and I mean that because we live in America, right? Yeah. The price uh, of our O'Leary, homes
1: alone today. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Hard.
0: Kevin O'Leary would have no money if we didn't borrow money to do things that he invests in, right? If if we didn't buy the crap that he does on Shark Tank, and everyone knows Kevin O'Leary has O'Leary funds and he's on Shark Tank and all these things, but he would not have nearly the money he had if people only used cash to buy stuff. He'd probably be bankrupt uh, realistically. So being debt-free by 45 is difficult. Here, I will say this though. Everyone should have the goal to be completely debt free within three years of retirement. Now, that's a big one. And I think that that is very doable for most of us, even if that means you got to cut the kids off a little bit. You know, Mm -hmm. the point of the matter is it comes down to you need to be able to have that comfort that you don't have a whole bunch of debt right before you're going into retirement. Because here's what I want you to do. I want you to start living those last two to three years before you go into retirement. I want you to start living like the income you're going to have in retirement is all you can live off of those last three years. Okay. See? Yeah, psychologically, you'll start finding out. Well, honey, I know that we make $150,000 a year take home, but I think we can live off about 70,000 bucks, which is just our social securities plus our pension. I think we can live off that. The question is... Can you?
1: Can you really? Uh, Yeah, (laughs) right. Can you really?
0: Because you don't want to have retired and then find out nine months, 12 months, a year, two years from now that, wow, you can't live off that. And now all of your retirement projections are blown up. That's not good. So if we can get ourselves to get our head around, be debt free at a minimum three years before we retire we're going to be in pretty good shape. But here's the one thing I do uh, want to come back on this real quick, because one of the things that Kevin O'Leary said is by the age of 33, you should have a hundred grand. I don't know if many of us can do that, but I am going to show you something that you can tell your grandkids and you will be the smartest financial person they've ever heard of in their life. I'm going to teach you right now how you can show your grandkids how to turn a thousand dollars into over half a million in time. Okay. Okay. And here's simply what you do. Jennifer's just like this. Have them put their own thousand dollars into an investment account. Use one of the cheapest ones out there. Okay. Betterment, TD Ameritrade, Charles Schwab, Fidelity. Doesn't matter to me. And then just put fifty bucks a month in. So it's only six hundred dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're a great grandparent, you could actually do this for them, so they can start to see these dollars compound. Okay. Ooh. But if they do that from the time they're twenty five years old to retirement age, I'm just going to assume around 65, if they got a market average return, so they're buying the cheapest, take your pick on any of those firms, their no load investment fund, they'd have over $509,000. Wow. That's starting with a thousand bucks. And you tell I will show you grandkids how to turn a thousand dollars into half a million bucks. Now, listen, there's nothing sexy about it. There's nothing that's awe inspiring. Guys, mm-hmm. this is the beauty of compound interest. This yeah. is why Albert Einstein called Compound Interest, the Eighth Wonder of the World, because it takes time. Have questions for John? Drop us an email at retirementsolutionradio.com.